0: Welcome to another episode of 52 in 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Uh, Today, Josh and I are actually doing our second annual Oscars podcast right now. I think you put it, you called it Podscars last year when you put it up, when you, when you posted it. So this will be the second annual Podscars. And um, last year we had a little bit more fun with it. Uh, We didn't really just want to go down the line and talk about all the boring shit that the Academy nominates. All the white um, people that were going to win various awards. Yeah, so we sort of came up with our own categories and we did the same thing again this year. Uh, I think we'll just start with sort of, we sort of want to reflect on what we th- want slash think should win some of the major categories, uh, hint, not La La Land, um, and then sort of just go through some of the categories and movies that we just wanted to talk about from the past calendar year from, I guess, you know, 2016. Um, so why don't you go ahead and start, Josh? What do you want to start with? Best picture, actor, actress? What's on your mind right now?
1: Uh, I guess we can do uh, best picture. I mean, I, I don't think it's one we're going to disagree on, even though I think we've both said it multiple times on the podcast already that we think Moonlight's the best movie of the year. Yeah. So it's not really a big revelation or anything. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make us very happy that I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that La La Land's going to win. But... I think that's the, the official 52 and 52 selection is that. Yeah, okay, so no, no question. It's moon- and then, it, it, and then uh, and it,
0: it, we hate like La La Land should not win the best picture. Um, I really don't know what else to tell you besides that. It, it just shouldn't.
1: And then, well, I'm just going down like one a, a list on a website here, and I see like best director and i think we both want to nominate both give it to barry jenkins yeah, and probably. it's probably gonna be damien chazelle so not to get kind of boring and repetitive but that's just kind of what to, that's that's kind of what to, uh, tomorrow night's gonna be like if you're listening to this we're recording this tonight the day before the oscars uh um for for lead actor uh casey. oh my god yeah you, so, so you feel you feel like it should be casey and not denzel yeah i think it should be casey I'd probably prefer it be him, but like, I'm not gonna be upset if Denzel no, wins. Like, no, no, I think no, so it's not like a travesty. I mean, there, I, I've seen a couple of, like La La Land stands. I think it should be Ryan Gosling, which, La is, La absolutely, La R- which is absolutely, which which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, like, I, I wasn't that upset that he got nominated, even though I really didn't like him in it, because it's just like I feel like he's a good enough actor. He should have two Oscar nominations, but it'd be ridiculous if if he won. And like, there's some people who are like, well, if they're gonna check off La La Land 12 more times, maybe why not do it a 13th? And that'd, that'd be <laughs> uh, that'd be awful. So my personal preference is probably. Casey Affleck so that's another one we're in agreement on but like Denzel was really really good and I can't get upset if he if he wins because like it was it was probably even a little better than I expected in that movie but my personal one would be probably be Casey um for for lead actress uh this is actually the only category in which there's a nominee that I haven't seen and that was Meryl Streep and Florence Foster Jenkins um out of those five like I honestly wouldn't be that upset if Emma Stone won. I mean, we're talking, we're not really saying a lot of positive things about La La Land and I actually like Jackie a lot better than La La Land as a movie, but some people didn't like Natalie Portman in it, but I thought she was fine, but it wasn't like I would feel that confident in saying she deserves it over Emma Stone and I didn't like Ruth Negga as much as a lot of people did in Loving and um, Isabelle Huppert, I saw Elle and like she's really good, but like again, it's not like that's something that's like jumping out to me as like a lot better than Emma Stone and I mean I thought Emma Stone was the best part of Halloween for me for the most part so not exactly any a- of
0: them should win.
1: Yeah, but you didn't see like you've only seen like two of them. Yeah. Well, Mary Elizabeth <laughs> is better than all of them. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, I I'm not going to argue with I'm not going to argue with that statement but um out of those like i'm fine with emma stone it's probably the only one out of all of these where i'd be like fine whatever give it to the wall La La in one um supporting actor i think we both go with Marshallah. no question uh, <laughs> and th- there's been some like chatter out there that like maybe Dev patel could upset him because he won like a couple award shows but marshall has like swept all the critics ones um and won- obviously won at the sag awards so i think he probably is safe um it's just it, it's an unconventional winner because of like he's in a third of the movie but yeah. out of the this clearly the most deserving um supporting actress uh yeah viola's gonna win she's gonna win and like i i wouldn't be like i wouldn't be upset if michelle williams won but like i would i wouldn't want that for her because like people would be so pissed if she didn't win it's like the the white woman beat viola then it's yeah. like Like I, I don't want her. It would probably just ruin her life if she won, and I'm fine with you. I'm more than fine with Viola winning because she's really good in that movie. Um, I mean, Michelle Williams had Michelle Williams had the
0: best female scene of the year. Probably. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, original screenplay. Uh, unfortunately, it's probably going to be La La Land, and I definitely would give it to Manchester. Like, yes. it's just very ridiculous. Like, I I could name it. Like, even if we're not saying about of uh, very good things about La La Land, I could still name a lot of things I like about it. But just the screenplay itself, it's like not that impressive. It's just if you think about whatever is going on when there's not a song going on there's not a lot of impressive things going on there it's like maybe there's like maybe two well written actual conversational scenes in that movie you know like i just don't get why it's like i think screenplay is a separate thing from the songs like i think people might get that confused you know yeah um different people write the songs than are writing the screenplay and if you just take take away all that it's just like talking about jazz and shit you know whatever yeah it's fucking boring yeah um adapted screenplay uh it's Moonlight, I think that's where they're gonna find a way to reward it. We both agree on that. Uh, animated movie, I only saw two of those. Uh, a lot of people like swear by the red, the Red Turtle and Kubo and the Two Strings. Sorry, can't say anything. And I think <laughs> I can't say anything about those. Um, I don't even know what the fuck My Life Is a Zucchini is. Um, so I think, we, I think that's the name of a movie that's nominated for best animated feature. Yeah. I, even, I I even listened to a lot of Oscar podcasts and like stuff like that, and like they didn't know what My Life Is a Zucchini is. Yeah. Um, so I think we both we should, like have, we should have cornered the market on my life as a zucchini. Dude. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, if I had known about it, like, why, why not? We could have done a podcast on that. Um, production design. Uh, I think people think that La, La Land is going to like get checked off on that one. Um, I, I don't know. want to.
0: cinematography is really the only other one, and and Lala La Land shouldn't win that either, but they probably will
1: yeah it's probably gonna win both of those uh for production design i wouldn't be upset if passengers won it that was a pretty that was not a good movie but like it's pretty impressive the way they built that spaceship i we didn't uh i just say that like i'd say that but like it's just gonna be all La La in and cinematography um silence like I, I, I it was like the only nomination it got because they were kind of dumb and they released that movie really late like lawland La looks fine as a movie i mean everyone so it's gonna win i'm not gonna be upset about that one because i don't feel strongly about the others like i mean moonlight, moonlight is it's better not, it's, not really, it's, not, it's not really shot any better than moonlight but like i i, I honestly might give it to silence if you put a gun to my head but like there are some pretty great like is there anything is that shot as well in silence as like the scene at the water and at moonlight in the first half or the no. scene by the beach in the second half in the second third not the first half first third second third um is there any, are there any other real ones that we are that qualified to talk about? Nah, uh, probably not. S- um, original song, like it should have been one of the Sing Street songs. It's gonna be City of Stars. Yeah. Um, s- score. I saw all those movies: Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Midnight Passengers. Um, I cannot tell you what the fuck the Passenger score sounds like. Like, I mean. <laughs> I'm fine with the score in La It's gonna win, but like I, I probably actually thought like it, it enhanced the movie a little more in Moonlight, which is always my thing. And Jackie is literally like playing throughout the whole movie. Like that pr- would probably be my favorite of those. Um, and yeah, and I, I saw the live action shorts. I have no idea which one is like supposed to win. There's one called Sing that I think you'd actually really like. Um, and I hope it wins. Like there's also one that's like the equivalent of that stutterer one last year that might win. It was really fun. Um, so who knows? But yeah, so those are our thoughts. Big shocker. We want men to win everything. Uh, Deservedly so however, it, Yeah, and it's not, it's going to like, well, might set a record and that'll be sad. Um, and we'll boycott yeah. and we'll watch movies anymore. We'll just switch
0: your TV podcast and bachelor only. <laughs> There's already enough bachelor
1: podcasts out there. I think, uh, it's, it's, but yeah, like, I mean, that I, I, I might just have to, uh, Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be it'll be frustrating when when that happens tomorrow night, but I've already kind of resigned myself to it. So it's whatever. But yeah, so uh, I, now we can talk about the movies that we actually like instead of just lamenting that like one that we didn't really love that much is going to win all the awards because we want to talk about like our 10 favorite movies of the year and like I we, I have no idea really what's going to be on Anthony's list besides Moonlight being number one, which we'll share because Anthony like really didn't like a lot of movies last year, <laughs> um, and so I'm I'm actually excited. I, I think there's a, lot, a little more suspense in doing this than what I did last year with you because I think we actually probably had more similar lists last year than we are going to yeah. do with this. Um, I, uh, I, I I just probably only going to be like i saw a good amount of movies that you didn't see but i most of them are probably weren't that good only a handful that i, I think that's the reason like, i <laughs> didn't end up seeing them well yeah but like there's like a handful i told you to watch that you didn't watch yet but there's only one of those that's actually in my top 10 and um, but yeah so uh I, I don't remember exactly how we did this last year do you, you just want to like say, say what well, like our number 10 is each or, or do you want to go one to 10 10 to one
0: one to 10 because i didn't write anything down yet
1: Oh, so you actually haven't ranked your top ten, but we're about to do our top ten? Yeah. Cool. That should be – should, it should be really – Uh. it should move really smoothly then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think number one is Moonlight. There's not a whole lot to say for either of us on that one that hasn't already been said, but certainly um, a movie like a very – one of the more unique movies we've seen in recent years that tackles a lot of issues that um, – you aren't seeing addressed in movies these days, and fortunately found somewhat of an audience. I think it ended up making over $25 million, which is pretty incredible for a movie of that subject matter, and just a very beautiful and powerful film. With It's pretty incredibly acted, too, and very impressive how they cast a lot of the roles in that movie because it's really no big movie stars and to have it be that good and uh hopefully barry jenkins gets to like go do all the things now and that's about all i really need to say on that do you have anything you want to say about moonlight no i mean we've we covered it in the moonlight podcast we don't need to we don't need to dwell on it here yeah okay so what's your number two manchester Okay, I, I I kept Sing Street number two. Okay, um, that's fair. And, and then Manchester number three. Okay, um, like I, I Manchester is really, obviously like we've done podcasts on almost all of these, so there's not a ton to say. I think between those two, since obviously I'm sure like we're pretty close on those. Like I think I I think I just found like I couldn't really I I don't really have any big like criticism of Sing Street, and I don't really have any like huge criticism of Manchester too. Like I mean like you said you didn't even like you didn't like the kid in it that much and you still to, like i think it's like there are a few smaller things in that that i would have tweaked that involved him like i said in our podcast like i didn't like what was supposed to be like his big scene where he gets to break down crying like i saw that movie again because i just didn't have anything to do one day and i knew it was one of my favorites and like i i like seeing a lot of my movies these days that i like since i live across the street from movie theater i like trying to see him twice and like that scene worked even less for me the second time i saw it and it, if like that one pivotal scene like that isn't gonna like land the way it should, where whereas like that movie might be trying to do a little more and and at times pulls off more powerful things than Sing Street does, I think Sing Street like there is I just didn't have any qualms with it, you know? Like yeah. yeah, like Sing like Manchester might have some more powerful moments, but it's like Sing Street didn't whiff on any one scene like that. And that's probably like the one reason I had it above it. Um what, what was your number three? Uh 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay. And it's interesting. I think I, 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 you, the way you've talked about that movie since, without us actually doing a ranking, like I had a feeling you'd have it pretty high. It's number twelve for me. Um wow. Which I'm surprised. I, I, mean, yeah, I mean, but like when we did that podcast, which is also another crazy one that's like part of this year because it just happened so yeah. long ago. at This like last, I think we did that last March, I guess. Yeah. But like you were very down on the ending of that movie. Like I you was did not, not like down it. on
0: the ending of the movie. You didn't like. The we last talked about it. Ex- we talked about it a lot on the podcast.
1: Yeah, and how it is, was, like, the weakest part of the movie, Yeah, it was probably. the
0: weakest part of the movie, but,
1: I, I mean, it's... Still, still okay, so you still liked it? I mean, yeah. Okay, because, yeah, yeah, like, i think, be, Yeah, it, it was really good. Okay, like, I just remember, like... I mean, we all still really liked it, but, like, I thought we all, like, agreed, like, we didn't think it was good. Like, but, like, but, I mean, that just shows how strong it is up until that point for you to, like, have it there. But, I mean... uh yeah i don't know maybe maybe it's t- like you do you, you change the way you feel about things as you get further removed from stuff and who knows like i might regret some of the, a few of the picks i have ahead of it as we go on but uh but yeah um what's your four uh green room okay green room is like it's like 19 for me so you're know, I mean yeah, well i had sing street five so those are okay yes yeah, so, uh gr- green room is another one that's like Okay, I guess that was, like, last May or April, but, uh, no, I really liked it, too. Um, I probably should have it a little higher than I do because, like, another one where it's, like, I can't really actually pick out uh, a thing I thought was, like, specifically wrong with it. When Going back and thinking about our podcast, I really didn't have, like, any strong criticisms. It was just maybe, like, it was just a more fun experience for me to see a couple <laughs> of other, other ones. Yeah, I mean. Not that, that Green <laughs> should be playing, like, I mean. It was a little dark. It's dark, but, like, I mean, it shouldn't be something that's, like, an inherent knock against the movie. It's just, like, my movie-going experience felt a little more, like, just whatever moved or had more fun with other stuff. Um, But, like, that is probably one I should have a little higher because, like, I can't go back and say there's any one thing that that movie really did poorly because I even remember on the podcast I was just, like – I didn't actually have any of that stronger criticisms or whatever. It just like for whatever reason didn't stick out to me like that. Um, my number five. It, you said your number five was uh, sing, sing stream. Yeah. But yeah. My number five is don't think twice. Okay.
0: Uh, I have that seven on my list.
1: Okay. So yeah, we're, we have a little bit of overlap, and yeah, I mean that that's another one that's like being I, that. the one I think the thing I think about is interesting about that is like I have a weird relationship. I talk about movie trailers like way too much on this podcast, and uh, I mean. It's an interesting thing because, like, we argue a little bit about it because, like, you'll not go see a movie because of the movie trailer, whereas, like, I like probably like.
0: You're. i tried. You just don't. I just know if it's gonna be trash. No,
1: yeah, and then like I and then I, I don't make a decision about it. Like I let myself. I, I I sometimes just can't help myself get that excited, and I'm gonna go see it regardless of whether or not I think it's good. And sometimes like like whether it might be Wallow or Hail Caesar, or, like probably watched those trailers like 20 times last year, and was like <laughs> se- se- severely like maybe even more than 20 for Wallow Land. It's, like especially that first teaser, and like I ran out of the theater every time I saw the second tra- tra- trailer because I'm like gonna love this movie. I don't need to see anything else. Whereas like Don't Think Twice was another one i thought it was like a really good trailer even if it wasn't like a whatever like a lot of the others i just thought like oh i'm gonna like the subject matter and it looks really fun and it sounds catchy the, the song they're playing sounds catchy and like i liked it I, I i really still liked it a lot same with sing street and i was like worried that one might not live up to it just because i i was one that i got really excited for and it, it was pretty much just as good as i expected it to be um number six i have hunt for the wilder people i have that number 10 on my list Okay. That's one That's one of the few we didn't do a pod on because it came out like – another one that came out while we were studying for the bar exam last summer and just didn't – or I saw it actually the night of the first night of the bar exam with yeah, Rachel. So with Rachel, yeah. Uh, like we, we, It was like we just didn't have a lot of time in the weeks after that because I was like going on one of my other job interview road trips, the one I didn't bring my microphone on because I actually recorded the Don't Think Twice at Hell or Her Water and War Dogs in a hotel room. And I just like – we just didn't really get around to hunt for the water people for a while after that. But I mean uh, we obviously uh, like those people involved with that. We both really love what, like uh, what we do in the shadows and um, sure. I think – and yeah, so it's like doors, which is probably one of our – uh Something that like neither of us are really huge on, as far as like our favorite Marvel properties. Like I think we're pretty excited to see what uh, Taika Waititi brings to it, because it has uh, Tessa Thompson in it too. So that's one that like look forward to this year, like that we wouldn't maybe otherwise be that excited about. Yeah, super uh, excited. uh, So that'll be really weird to see how that one turns out.
0: Yeah, I Uh, have Hell or High Water six on mine,
1: and I have it seven.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. it's just a really good movie up and down. Uh, there really isn't much to, to complain about. It's a really good script. It's modern-day Western. I mean, we record a podcast about it, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little bit more with some of the other categories that, we're, that, we're, that we've got.
1: Yeah, just, I uh, mean and westerns are something that are hit or miss for me like especially classic westerns but it's cool when you can do it in a modern day setting like that and do it really well and we were both like skeptical about it at first and then like really liked it and uh taylor sheridan the the writer who did sicario obviously like has two more movies coming out this year so um one of them being the sicario sequel so good for him that he's continuing to get to do a lot of work because he's obviously really good at what he does Uh um actually no i do have two that you haven't seen in mind or what did you have seven uh don't think twice Okay. All right. You already said that. Uh, number eight, I had Little Men, which is one of the ones that I said you need to still check out. It's on Netflix now. For any of you who haven't seen it, because it was one that got like a really small release, and it's about of. Uh... Uh, I don't even know if you know what it's about. I've just kind of mentioned it to you, but it's about these like uh, this one kid who's in a little bit more of a wealthy family in New York City. You're not wealthy, but like his family inherits like a like a like a building in New York, like just a regular two story building in a good location in New York from his grandfather who dies and they move into it. And there's an apartment on the first floor and on the second floor, which they move into. And on the first floor is a dress shop that his grandpa has like rented to this woman for like the last 20 years at like a well below market rate. And then they, they decide to like raise the rent on them. And it, except this kid has become really good friends with the son of the woman that owns the dress shop. And it's like how their family is like having this argument over the price of like the rent of a New York City dress shop affects their friendship. And the kids are both really good. It has uh, Greg Kinnear plays the kid's dad, um, the the kid who lives in the apartment's dad, um, and he's actually really good. But the, the kid who is... Uh, the kid who's from the poorer family is like really good he's one of the, i'll be talking about him a little later in the podcast too um so yeah it's just like a weird story that's very small but actually pretty powerful and um for a movie that has like no budget to have kid actors that uh to find kid actors that are that good because i'm always fascinated how like a movie like jungle book can have like 150 million dollar budget but can't find a good kid to, to, to play the, to play the one part that matters <laughs> but then another movie that has like a one million dollar budget can find two kids that are good so just a pretty cool movie in that regard that it's like kind of boring subject matter but still really powerful uh what was your 8 uh civil war okay i have civil war 10 um love civil so, War, great movie. so yeah that was uh that was one of the ones that uh like you were inspired to go to like again like two days later um yeah. i saw it i watched it i sat through the whole thing again when it came out on netflix and i mean it's just like we both were like kind of on a little bit of a high after we saw age of ultron too but we can kind of came to realize like I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like on the level of something like Civil War. Because like I, I tried to watch Age of Ultron again on an airplane in the la- in the last year, and like it was actually kind of hard to get through again. Yeah. Uh, whereas like I was able to watch Civil War straight through the second time when it when it found when I got to Netflix. So, just I mean, I just think it's so impressive how they um, juggled that many characters yeah, and like the it,
0: ensemble, it, yeah.
1: And it knew what to do with them. Like I mean, I think we uh, like it didn't like I mean some some of them obviously had less to do than others, but it, like it didn't like like there was a the, like it didn't really like ask it didn't really try and do too much with anyone or do too little like they were there like ant-man showed up and was funny and it was fine like he just he, yeah. he didn't have to like make him one of the main characters and um but like you they might have given um they might have given wanda a little more to do and like it worked like she, they, they, they and then they like they had enough to do with like Natasha and Steve that like you knew you, they've established their those characters well enough through the other movies that like it's such a powerful moment when like at the end where like or at the end of that fight at the airport where like she lets them go you understand why just because they know each other and that's like something that cinematic universe is set up very well because that DC is not doing like we talked about last week like <laughs> Batman it's like yeah. they've done all they've they've done they've done all of these movies in the right order that like. It allows them to pull something like that off, which is the one thing that's scary about Justice League. Possibly, you know. Yeah. Um, you have anything else to add to that one? No, no. I ha- I had
0: Deadpool next on the list, and Wilder People, which we already talked about, and that rounds out my top ten.
1: So I, I had Deadpool thirteen. Um, so obviously, really like it too. And uh, I had Jackie nine, um, which uh, not a lot more to say about that. I we I did a long podcast, obviously, on that with with our friend Hannah, and just like a pretty cool movie that. Uh, turns the biopic genre a little bit on its head because regular biopics have gotten pretty pretty stale, and um, just really cool filmmaking and a really cool score, like I already mentioned. So, uh, I think did you did you get a chance to like go back and look at your top ten from last year and compare how you felt? I mean. Um, I don't remember
0: what I had as in my top 10 last year, to be honest. I don't, I mean,
1: I, I think I had like, I think last year I had like, you I mean you had Mad Max one. I think I had yeah. like spotlight one, Mad Max two, but I don't really know what, I don't really remember like what you had at the top after that. I, I have like a running document of all this, uh, kind of, of all this stuff. So my first few last year were, um, like spotlight, Mad Max room straight out of Compton. Yeah. I mean, Selma, Sicario, Creed. Yeah. Creed was my number two. last Yeah. Right. Right. I remember that now. And then, uh so like I think that's like probably a stronger uh, top of the list right there. Yeah, um, I mean sure. I really like my top ten this year, but like I think those are just like a like a slightly higher quality movie. And there's like a drop off I think after uh, after Creed like after my top seven last year because then I had like Magic Mike XXL, Mistress America, and 99 Homes, which are good like I really like. But I think that top seven probably like beats what we have at the top seven of this year. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah outside of Moonlight and Manchester, I think for sure
1: um and yeah i just uh but yeah like i mean i i liked a lot of those other movies um and i like a lot of what i have maybe in my top like 20 this year but i think last year like i feel pretty confident saying last year is just like a stronger year for movies overall but um i found a good amount i still enjoyed this year but uh hopefully 2017's uh Gives us a little bit more to be excited about, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's a good segue to go on to Missed Opportunity film.
1: Ah, I like that transition, because that wasn't, like, the right... I didn't, like, have it in that order on there, but that's a very smart transition. Yeah. Uh, Have you... uh, Okay. uh, Oh, I see you've actually added a couple
0: things on there. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, So we we had a list of Hail Caesar, Girl on the Train, Miss Sloan, Rogue One, Magnificent Seven, and Loving. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. And I don't... I don't know which one. I don't know how you give a winner to something like. This. Does that mean it's like the one that was like the worst movie or the one that we thought had the most potential? Uh, I mean,
0: yeah, I I don't know because <laughs> Magnificent Seven probably has the best cast. Yeah. Maybe Hill Caesar? I don't. Yeah, both of them have
1: pretty great cast actually. Um, uh,
0: but I, I mean, I really didn't like Hill Caesar at all. Uh, yeah, it had, it had two great scenes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which I added one of them for best scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, so it had two really great scenes, and then other than that, it was just like a bunch of like aimless whatever Coen brothers feel like show, telling a bunch of vignettes and yeah. whatever, and that was it. Like It would have been cool if it was kind of a heist movie with all those characters involved, because all those characters were, for the most part, were fine in and of themselves, but it didn't really come together as anything that interesting. And like You know they're, they are filmmakers that are capable of tying a bunch of shit together and making it interesting if they really want to, and that just wasn't what they wanted to do with that movie. Um so like I get that could have been like really great. Um, Magnificent Seven, like that's probably the I, best movie out of all of those. Yeah, it was just. <sighs> but it's it's just so average. It's just so average. That might have to be the answer because like I fell asleep probably for like five ten minutes of it. I went to a late showing, but it was just really long and like yeah. like it had a great action sequence and it wasn't like any of those actors were actively bad. Besides like Peter Sarsgaard, who had a super weird year because. Uh, <laughs> he was in Jackie and he was actually really good in it. Um, but, uh, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, yeah, it was just, I don't know. Like, I guess like, it, oh, cause none of them were bad in and of themselves, but it's like, you think when you have like Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt, like two of the most charismatic, char- most charismatic actors, like there should be more stuff I like find really memorable that they did in it. Yeah, and and I, they- did, I didn't leave that. I didn't leave that movie thinking like those dudes are bad, but like, it's, all, it's not like this is one of those movies that came out last February, and I still can't really tell you anything they did that was that special, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the Asian guy was really good, um, mm-hmm. and, he, and they just sort of wasted like all the performances because the script was so generic.
1: Yeah, um, I, You didn't. The, the only one on here you didn't see was Miss Sloan, and as I told you, like that one was a lot better than I think a lot of people might have thought from the trailer, and I thought it actually had a chance to be a great movie, and then it makes some decisions later on that are just really stupid, and if anyone's seen the movie, I think they'd know what I was referring to. I won't elaborate. Uh, we have Rogue One on there, which is probably going to come up a few more times throughout the rest <sighs> yeah. of the Yeah. I mean, it's like... Because uh, it does have a pretty solid cast. I mean, I mean, I know you're not that big on Felicity Jones, but I don't think she's someone that's going to ruin a movie. Cause, and I don't think she was. What was the problem with this? It's just like, why hire all these great actors if you're not going to give them much to do? Is I think the biggest point to make about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, so let's well, just
0: let's give that one to Magnificent Seven, and we'll sure. we'll, uh, we'll move on to best film under fifty percent on the Tomato Meter, and we just have like. Some unbelievable contestants for this <laughs> category.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I th- so we have uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which uh, we one of were our best podcasts. To- we were yeah we were I mean I think two of these are two of our best podcasts really uh, and the next one being the fifth wave which is another one that was just a great podcast and maybe one of my favorite movie going experiences of the last few years because it was on my birthday and I think it totally caught us off guard because I don't know I don't know why we decided to go to it I mean it wasn't like I don't remember being totally excited I was just like I like Chloe Grace Moretz we don't really have anything else to do tonight let's just go to it. And as I, I enjoy movie gaming experiences where like the audience is just on the same page as you for the most part and everyone's just like laughing at all the right parts and you're having a grand old time. And I think that was probably the case with both of those movies. Um, cause like they're both like really like maybe not, like, I don't know. I, I, here's the difference between those two. Like the fifth wave isn't, a, isn't a good movie. Like we actually just like, but we, we just love, we, we, we love it in spite of that. Cause we had so much fun there and we laughed at it, even if it really didn't want us to laugh at it. But like, I think pride Impression zombie shouldn't be in this category because it was actually like, yeah, it was did
0: legitimately better, good.
1: I, I think it actually did a better job of doing what it set out to do. Like, it wanted you to laugh at all those parts. There's a couple parts in that movie where, like, maybe not, and I just laughed because that one guy had a <laughs> dumb face, and that the girl in front of me in the movie, like, got really annoyed at that. But, like, it, it, it sets out to, like, want to make a zombie movie that is silly, and it did that. And I don't understand why people didn't like it. And I think that's why maybe it might win this category. We should also mention Hardcore Henry, which is weird because, like, we both we, we went with a big group of people um, and actually enjoyed our time there. And,. It was actually like started out like really good on the tomato meter. I guess whatever for whatever reason they showed it to critics first. that really liked it and then like it ended up at like 50 or 47 percent or something like that. I don't know why. I mean I, I that movie wanted to be a unique t- tell an action story a unique way and it did that and it had yeah. a fun Charlotto performance like I don't know right. what was bad about it like yeah. it might not have it might not have been like one of my 15 20 top films but like you, I don't understand what there is to actively like not like about it unless you just really don't like shaky cam in which case why are you going to see that movie. Yeah. uh uh and then we had the accountant which uh both of us thought was solid and uh for whatever reason like was kind of shit upon but like i think out of all those like pride and prejudice is like legitimately a good movie and yeah, no question i think accountant I, is legitimately
0: a good movie too
1: i'd probably say i just preferred pride and prejudice a little more um just because of like how much fun it was and uh but yeah like I, those are clearly that probably like those are both good but my personal winners uh pride and prison zombies and i think that's available on a couple of different streaming services at this point if you haven't seen it like maybe amazon prime or stars play highly recommend it even if like it's and i highly recommend watching it in a group because it was a fun one to watch in a, in a totally filled theater yeah for um, sure and uh our next category which i guess which is here on our google doc which i think is another good transition is uh best performance in another was not good movie and um like I think four of our nominees here are, or three of them are in movies you didn't see. Cause you didn't see nocturnal animals like Michael Shannon got an Oscar nomination for that. And it's not a good movie and I'm not complaining about his Oscar nomination. Uh, and then Chris Hemsworth and Ghostbusters, one which you didn't see, and I totally don't blame you for not seeing. But he's actually really funny in it. And then Jake Gyllenhaal in Demolition, because I when,
0: really I hate, he I don't think he is very good in Demolition.
1: Oh, okay, whatever. I liked him in it, but also not a great movie, even if I like parts of it. But the winner, I think, <laughs> running we're away great, is <laughs> yeah. Lea Shriver in The Fifth Wave, which, uh, like we said qualifies as an knock movie that we really enjoy but i mean uh i I think that he i mean we we could have like uh we we probably we we probably fucked up by not mentioning him earlier when we're talking about maybe people that uh just like if we wanted to go a little deeper in like the best supporting actor conversation like still give us a marishala but like i don't know maybe he could have slid into the fifth spot i mean i don't know if you want to go back and look at who else is nominated with marshall like i wouldn't have been upset if you just like Given we have a spot in there instead of Lucas Hedges, yeah, or even I mean, I
0: think John Goodman should be there too, for the record. But
1: yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, I don't know. Uh, like Michael Shannon's really great in Nocturnal Animals, but like I wouldn't have been upset if it was just John Goodman instead of him. Uh, Definitely. No, ma-
0: help- I meant John Goodman in in like Ten
1: Cloverfield. Oh no! Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what I'm okay. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for support for best supporting yeah, actor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was Not like, for I being a bad movie, yeah no no, no no, no, uh, but yeah, I don't understand why that wasn't like a thing that got talked about a little more, but I guess they wanted to go with some of the more like prestige films, uh whatever so cool. like still bad that John Goodman doesn't have a um doesn't have an Oscar nomination, hopefully that changes at some point um which one which one of these do you want to do next uh let us rotate towards best performance from somebody that we hadn't previously
0: known I think okay there's a lot of good uh there's a lot of good people in that category. Uh, Trevante Rhodes, Moonlight, third act. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about him a lot on the Moonlight podcast. He's great. Uh, Glenn Powell, everybody wants um, some. <sighs> he was really good. Hayden Setzo in Edge of 17 was just fantastic. Um, I didn't see American Honey, but I, I have it downloaded. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Josh put Sasha Lane down for that. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, she was in The Witch and Barry, and most recently she was in Split. And then
1: Aiden. Uh, Alden, Erich. Yeah, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich and That's Hail Season. Yeah, future Han Solo. Um, God. Yeah, this is it's a, it's a, it's a really good category. Um, uh, I mean, I guess um, my favorite movie out of these is obviously Moonlight and then Edge of 17. Um, I don't know. Hayden said so like, might win this
0: category, though.
1: Yeah, it's like. Uh, I mean, like, cause he, it, it feels weird to compare him to Trevante Rhodes because they're both asked <laughs> to do, like, completely different things. Um, I mean, but they both do what they're asked to do extremely well. Uh, I mean, like, to let... I, I don't know. I feel, <laughs> it, just feels, it feels weird pitting them against each other because they're both incredible in totally different ways. I mean, we can cop out and do a tie if you want. Uh, it feels weird, like, picking against Moonlight in anything because he's obviously really good. Uh, but, like, I mean, I, th- I think maybe almost what... I don't know. I was going to say maybe what Hayden Seto had to do is harder, but like what's your, which, <laughs> which, are, which is like, but like yeah. your, what your, Rose has to do. Cause with that, like saying, cause he says a lot in the movie without saying much at the same time. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do as an actor, but to do what Hayden Seto did and for, and for that, not to just feel like some weird cliche or like some awkward Asian stereotype and to hold your own against in a scene with an actress that's as experienced as Haley is, um, you can say that's just as impressive, even if that's a movie that isn't nominated for any Oscars, whereas Moonlight has, like, eight Oscar yeah, nominations. and the thing is, no. when
0: you're watching Moonlight, you sort of expect, like, by the third act, right, that it's going to be really good still. You know and what then, they're doing. And Hayden sort of just jumps out at you out of nowhere, just as, like, just delightful and, and super fun. Too. Yeah,
1: and he's 31 years old, which I still can't get over. And he, like, is obviously, like, very convincing as, like, a 17-year-old. So Yeah. Uh, I don't want I don't want to like insult either of them, but uh, it sounds like we uh, we 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 can if we want to just give an official 52 and 52 award. I guess you put a gun to my head, we can give it to Hayden. We
0: can give it to Hayden. Uh, let,
1: it to Hayden. Let, let let another movie have some love. We've been a little we've been gushing over Moonlight a lot. Um, I guess somewhat related to that, we can say best surprise performance. Um, that's kind of related to something like that. Um, I, I I put on Daniel Radcliffe playing a skinhead in Imperium. Um, which is one I do think you would like if you get around to that. I I need
0: to watch it. I I have it downloaded, too. I just didn't ever get around to it for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I just think uh, whenever Daniel Radcliffe is in anything, like, he's actually pretty good. I mean, I know you weren't big on the Harry Potter movies, but just the fact that, like, he was someone as big as Harry Potter, whenever he can actually disappear into another role, I think that says a lot about his skills as an actor. Um, And uh, Blake Lively in The Shallows. Great uh, film. Yeah, and like we, uh, when we saw that, like we talked about her a little bit on the pod, and it's like she seems like she's been around forever, but we haven't actually, we hadn't actually seen that many things she'd been in. It's like we knew she'd done Gossip Girl and like Green Lantern and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and Accepted, and that was it. So for her to like hold her own, being the lead.
0: and being like really not acting against anybody no
1: no one to play anything against besides like steven siegel or whatever that bird's (laughs) name was um very 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 impressive on her part um and, and like the one scene in which she did have to act with another person really was with that with that like guy that barely spoke english in the truck and like she was really fun in that yeah um so really cool performance um the next one i have i put on here is chris pine in hell or high water um super surprising Yeah, because, like, I really had – he's another guy who, like, been around for a while, but I can't say I've seen, like, that many. I never watched the Jack Ryan movies. Uh, I didn't watch the Star Trek movies. Um, Like, so I just hadn't really seen him in a lot of things. And, like, when I first saw the trailer for the movie before I knew it it was by the guy that did Sicario. I'm like, making Chris Pine play, like, a super southern dude. This looks stupid. And, like, he was really good. Like, I mean, like, Jeff Bridges and Ben Foster are, like, actors that are, like, more – like big, more critically acclaimed and in, in their career. But I thought he gave just as convincing of a performance as them. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah.
0: and, and like you said, the biggest part was nobody expected. <laughs> you saw the trailer and you're like, Oh God, this is going to be awful. And then yeah, he so. was really, really well-rounded in it.
1: So definitely a good surprise. Uh, next one I have on here is Kate Beckinsale and love and friendship. Uh, and another one which I'm still insisting you watch eventually and I, um, which you said you're open to watching you just haven't had time yet uh, like she's just like hilarious and and she's another person who I hadn't seen a lot of before I just knew her as like the the nurse in Pearl Harbor and she's in the underworld movies which I, I've never really watched but I just a very serious actress for the most part I think she's done a, another couple movies with this guy, with Stillman, that did Love and Friendship that I haven't seen that apparently she was funny in, but those movies just didn't like make as much noise in, in, in the mainstream maybe as Love and Friendship did. And, like, She's really hilarious, and it's rated PG, so it's not like she's having to like resort to crude humor to be funny, which is why I, I thought that movie – like I wouldn't have been upset if that movie got a screenplay nomination because it's rated PG and it's laugh-out-loud funny at times. And then the last one we have here is uh, Russell Crowe and the Nice Guys. Because he's just another guy who, like, obviously we're more, more familiar with him maybe than we were with a lot of these other actors and other things. But had he ever really done a comedy before, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I want
0: uh, to add uh, – I think – you think we could add Jack Rayner to that?
1: Sure. I just uh, – uh, um, I mean it I didn't wasn't have a, his
0: first performance, you know what I mean? But he I was just, very yeah, surprisingly good
1: yeah i just didn't have an opinion on him going in like for me i I could have put that in the someone you hadn't previously known category sure. but it just would have been kind of dumb to put him there because like he's obviously like in the transformers movies which are a big deal but like shout out to him because uh he's like the best performance in that movie probably as a singular performance um you could say um uh yeah so uh, uh who, who would you want to who would you want to give that one to I, i'm fine doing blake lively if you want to do that or chris pine I or think chris uh, pine because uh, i think he's trash that's a, that's but, a good movie.
0: but he did really well in that movie
1: okay yeah but uh, and pro- like, i think he's
0: like probably trash in every other movie he's ever been in so for him huh. to give this performance is pretty good he's
1: really really good in into the woods uh i'll say that i don't i don't expect you to watch that but like I, so, I, I, which one is that it's the it's the it's the musical with uh, about uh, the no, like, c- c- Cinderella and whatever no, Anna no. Kendrick and uh, Meryl Streep, uh, yeah. So <laughs> like he's like he's like really funny playing the Prince in that. Um, uh, but yeah, so I'm fine with that because that was easily the best movie too out of those. Um, uh, let's see, what else do we have on here? Let's, um, let's do best performance depicting a terrible person. Yeah, so who who won this one last year? Did didn't we do this one last year? Uh,
0: yeah, I think uh-huh. we did this one last year. I can't. Yeah, I like
1: can, I, 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 I got my I got the last year. I don't remember who won that last year. I want. I'm just curious to see, because I thought we got a pretty decent crop here. Uh, but uh, you you can read them off. I want to. I'll look up the other one while sure. you do that.
0: Yeah. So we have John Goodman, ten Cloverfield Lane, which kind of controversial to call him a terrible person, right? Kind of
1: maybe. Well, don't we I find don't out know. he was probably like a sexual yes. assaulter, yeah. serial sexual assaulter. Yeah. I mean so it's like what wh- what does that mean like when you're playing a terrible person and it's in like but like it's not revealed they're a terrible person to like wait does that mean yeah. does well, that mean like yeah
0: it's interesting because it, like the terrible person that they imply that he is is not who he actually is because he's actually like, not really like wrong about what he's being terrible about but then he's just terrible <laughs> at the end for other reasons.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of like that, uh, the, the the episode that Matthew Reese was just on on girls. Like, yeah. do you consider that guy a terrible person or not? Yeah, like, I, think, a, I think he's a creep, but it's like when you don't actually know that they're terrible until the last – because they make you think that maybe he's not, but then it's like, oh, yeah, he is. So it's like do you give him credit for, like, being terrible because, like, they're clearly, like, hiding something? That, that person is there the whole time? I don't know. Like, I think we can say the John Goodman guy was terrible, but, like, it wasn't like he was – we don't – was he going to – was he – but did like did he actually have good intentions for Mary Elizabeth? You know no, what I mean? Like, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> yeah, because I guess not, because the other guy ends up uh, dead. Yeah. Um, so at that point, probably not. So yeah, yeah. I mean, great performance. It's just yeah, it, it is funny to talk about it in ways like that. Um, but it's also kind of similar with uh, Stephen Lang and Don't Breathe. Yeah, another one where it's like you find out they're terrible, but you really don't find out they're terrible till the end. Like and- he's just a guy like trying to mess with some like crazy kids. Uh, but like still really good performance um uh michael keaton in the founder was another one i put on there because uh he's just he, the movie really kicks into high gear once they turn him into a dick uh the first half of that movie is a lot of exposition and it's just not as good because of that but like in the second half like he's just a total dick and he's really good at it um that's why i wanted to give him a shout out there um jonah hill and war dogs uh yeah, yep. what do you think about me putting that there is he terrible yeah he's for <laughs> sure terrible yeah and, and like he was
0: he was very solid
1: because like that character like really should have been like almost annoying and broad and over the top and especially with that laugh but like it was still the fact that it didn't get old and you weren't like oh my god he's just doing like a fatter version of the wolf of wall street guy or whatever like the fact that he, it felt like a different character and you didn't get sick of it despite the fact it could have been one note is part of why that's so good um and then and then the one i'm glad you added on was pastor Yeah, Stewart. yeah. it's like <laughs> i don't know that, oh, that nazi that, club owner pretty terrible yeah that might be my favorite it's like because you're not like seeing him like, like he's just a nazi so you he's know he's like bad a
0: grounded terrible person
1: yeah
0: um well he's super uh, terrible at the end when they like escape kind of and confront him at the like ranch or whatever
1: don't forget to go to uh what was the line don't forget to go to your uh racial superiority class on two <laughs> or whatever um one of the better lines of the year that's maybe another category we should think about for next year i just hadn't even considered something like that best line yeah uh, i might even think of a few before the end of this podcast actually now that i thought about that um but that was just an amazingly like understated comic line um but yeah like do you think he he was sufficiently scary or is yes. it just like he yeah. was a nazi like, even throughout because it's like you just know i i do like it because it's like I don't know if you've ever seen him do like interviews and stuff. Um, like he's a very uh chippy British guy, yeah, you know. For sure, he's so super for him to think and, like I mean he's the good guy in the X Men movies. So it's like for them this is like you know because of the way they respect that guy that like obviously he's like the big bad, but like you don't doubt that he is because I think of the way he plays that character is like all right that guy's probably capable of some serious shit. Yes. um which is why I'm fine if you want to call him the winner, because uh, we felt a little conflicted on those first two. So if we want to get Patrick Stewart the win there, I, I'm I'm perfectly happy to do that. Yeah,
0: I I think that's a I think that's a good a good place to to give it to him.
1: Okay. Um, I I have best. Oh, what were you gonna yeah, say? Yeah, go for it. Um, I had best performance playing a dumb person on here. Um, I don't know if that was one you even looked up and down your list of movies, if you saw anything else that jumped out to you. Um, I had Alden Herrenreich and Hail Caesar, which obviously pretty amazing performance. Um, being that the you know, part of it, he was in one of our, one of the scenes we're going to list later, but like aside from that scene, which is obviously very impressive because in that scene, it's he's saying a line and not doing much else, but he's still freaking hilarious, but he's like good throughout this play. It doesn't get old, which, which is the thing where it's like a, a guy that's one note in that way for not to get old. Uh, the next one we have is Matt Smith and and prejudice and zombies. <laughs> he um, was so good. <laughs> he's like, just like totally clueless. And the thing is that like, that should almost be like a, that should almost be too creepy. What that guy did in that performance. Cause he's just not leaving that woman alone. Uh, but he's like so harmless and dumb that it isn't creepy and that like, cause he's so good at playing like clueless and dumb. It's not creepy. It's just like this guy has no no self-awareness and it's hilarious. Um, next one I had Temple Baker and everybody wants some the cat shouldn't be in the fridge Yeah, um, that guy had never acted before either um, which is kind of incredible it was an intern at Anna Annapurna Pictures which is the producer of the film and they were just I don't even understand I, I don't even remember the full story about how he got in there but just worked his way in there and uh, to be like to again just be there like most of these guys are very one note for their movies it's just like you're dumb you're dumb you're dumb and it's whatever and he was really hilarious and had never acted before, so I wanted to give him a shout out. Um, and then I had Andy Samberg in and Popstar: Never Stop, Never Stopping, um, a movie which like wasn't a great movie, but like made me laugh a lot and um, really had great command of that character. Uh, but and I guess like like I said, for a lot of these guys that are dumb, it, it is kind of one note. And I think just the fact that it the movie revolves around him more so than it does those other three guys and. You don't really get sick of him. The problems with the movie are more that it probably could have gone for more of a, just a cohesive satire throughout. Maybe that's not what you should expect out of the, the Lonely Island guys. Uh, but I wanted to give him a shout-out because I did think he did a good job of acting in that. But uh, did, would you have a preference amongst these four? Um, I, see- I don't know. No, yeah.
0: I, I, I think you can go ahead and give the winner because you, you saw Pop Star and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see that.
1: Uh yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I he's definitely dumb in that movie, but I mean, uh I don't know. Like I think
0: uh maybe maybe Alden.
1: Yeah, cuz that's like a coming out party and like for that like me you no, know, he he'd been in a few other movies before, but that was like the most noticeable thing he'd ever did and like I, I, I think I uh, I don't know. Solo, so. that, that, good for him on that but like it could have easily that, that like i don't know i think you know i think that I, I think i would have to give it to that one like matt smith was really good but like that's just a more that's just a pre- i think that's probably a pretty well written part too same with temple baker like those are some well-timed lines and you have to be on to deliver but i think if a lesser actor plays the part that alden did it's a uh, stupid it could have you fallen know? apart for sure it would have just been like what the fuck is this part yeah, i actually watched here?
0: that back today on youtube when i was adding it on the for yeah. the best scene <laughs>
1: Yes. I think that's why I I think that's why we should give it to him. And I think that's, do you want to transition to best scene now because of that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for that. So there's, this is probably one of our favorite categories and there's, I don't know. There's just like a lot. Uh, the the first one we wrote down was the dining room table scene at the end of the first part of moonlight. Um, Hmm. which is just really, really good and, and understated and, but it's very out there. Um, Casey and Michelle in the Manchester by the sea at the end, when they run into each other uh was just f- best scene in the movie It was f- fantastic um the prom dream sequence song from sink street uh i think i I, I t- told you to add that I really liked that scene
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and I watched that movie again recently, and it was still really good. um I think the apartment raid in triple nine was really good, and they they sort of had the what do you call it the uh with the camera tracking, tracking, shot. tracking, tracking shot. shot yeah uh and i I, I, f- I mean as far as i know i thought it was very on point as to what they would actually do and uh, mm-hmm. within the movie i thought it was pretty awesome uh the airport scene and civil war was just fantastic with uh, all the ensemble and them all getting apart like we were talking about earlier and and it, it was great um and the wood that it tour so simple scene from hail caesar with alden was just it's so fucking stupid mm-hmm but it's so good um and then the last scene that you added was the from indignation i haven't seen it if you want to speak on that
1: yeah i mean it was a movie like i gave you a hard time about not seeing before because i thought i was going to want to talk about it and like i think there is some worthwhile stuff in that movie but it's also a movie that has trouble deciding what exactly it wants to be about like if you watch it there's like there's like three things that movie could have gone deeper on and just been more narrow or it's been longer, um, and more fully developed each of them. And then the endings just way too, finishes way too fast. Like it had a lot of potential when you have three actors in it that are as good as, uh, a few of these people, like with Logan Lerman and Sarah Gaddon who's an enemy and Tracy Letts who is just like kind of your go-to person for surly white dude these days and a lot of different things. Um, there's a scene in the middle of it with between him and Logan Lerman that is, I mean, literally like a 22-minute scene that's just them talking, and like it's it's great. It's kind of like the equivalent of last year how we had um, the the band's. Uh, the scene from Love and Mercy where they're, uh, filming good vibrations, uh, or they're putting together good vibrations, like a movie that's not great, but like a scene that just sticks out. It's like, wow, if the rest of the movie could have been this good. Like it would have been Oscar worthy movie. Um, and that's kind of what this scene in Ignition is. And, um, like I'd almost recommend the movie just for that. Just don't go into it, like expecting to think it's going to win, be like worthy of any Oscars. Uh, but really solid scene. And, um, so I wanted to throw it out there and, um i definitely like we went through this a couple weeks ago we started putting together these nominees and it's not as good as the the choices we had last year but i think those first two are like on par with anything we saw last year on the scenes and then the others are still really good i just wish we could have like had more that jumped out to us and for whatever reason like i mean i i thought about these a lot and like just nothing quite did um but i mean i don't know like i mean but but those first two are great uh I think I'll give it to Manchester. Yeah,
0: um it was sort of like unexpected in especially in the context of the movie, I think.
1: Well, I, I mean like what's almost so impressive is that I did expect it. Uh like I I I didn't read any like four reviews of the movie, but like I just by happened to hear a couple people being like, "Oh, there's a scene between the two of them that's like amazing acting." So, I almost knew it was coming, yet I was still extremely moved. So, I'm fine giving it to that. Like The, the One in Moonlight is really good too. But I mean, that's almost more about the situation and the themes at play than the actual acting itself, um, which is great too, but I mean, like, because Marshall is great, but like, I mean, the thing in Manchester, it's just for two people that aren't even saying that much and just acting with their faces to make a scene like that happen is really great. Yeah,
0: um, I, I agree. I think it's a solid uh, solid, solid choice either way, and can't go wrong, especially if we're hoping that Moonlight wins the, the actual Oscar.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, is there anything else here that we haven't done? We have uh, best kid actor um, and best. Uh, or we have a best gap. gap.
0: between uh, us and the critics, which is a, yeah, a fairly interesting category, I think.
1: Yeah, um, last because last year I think we actually gave it to The Martian. As much as we shit on Bridge of Spies, like I think that we kind of recognized last year that the that The Martian like or that Bridge of Spies like it got such like it was like ninety four on the Rotten Tomato mm-hmm. meter, but that was just because like. Rotten Tomatoes just like goes by whether or not you essentially gave it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and a lot of critics were like,
0: Man, yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. solid,
1: yeah. it's whatever. So that's what made it so high. Um, I mean, we, we might know a couple of people pretty well that were much more than just a what, okay, it's fine. But uh, I think, like, for the most part, like, that's why its score was so high, whereas, like, everyone's like, oh my God, the Martian's amazing. Let's give it all the Oscars. And we were like, which was highly. And, like, I I think we like the Martian better than Bridges Fies, but we're like, come on, guys. Like, we don't think it's that amazing. Like, half of this movie takes place in NASA and is really stupid. Um, Yeah. And uh, if if that's the case, like, that's why we gave it to here. So I think, like, the one that would be like that this year is, like, La La Land. No question. We've already talked about it a lot. It's like, there are parts of that movie we liked. I might even like The Martian better as a movie the more I've, like, thought about them. Um, but it's, like, we don't... It's going to win, like, ten Oscars, probably, and, like, we don't think it's that. Um, I don't know if there's a... Like, is there a movie, like, we thought was, like, actively, like, terribly bad that the critics absolutely loved? Because, like, we have Rogue One on here, too. Yeah. Um, the, the choice we have here, Rogue One, Nice Guys, Accountant, Jungle Book. We have Rogue One on here, but, like, I feel like that's more something where just, like, people that really like Star Wars just really want to like it so they really like it whereas it was only like 83 on rotten tomatoes um, and like uh, some critics were were a little down on it for the same reasons that we were um and nice guys is more of a thing with you whereas like uh you just really didn't critics like it i mean it's fine that you wanted to voice that again even though like i like that one a lot more than you you didn't Um, put it in your top 10 though but, I mean, like, I don't have to have it in my top ten. To, like, no, no, no. For space. sure. For sure you don't. I'm saving like, facts. <laughs> it was, like, 9, 11 or 12. Um, but uh, I, I really did like it that much. Um, the Accountant, that's another one that's, like, 30-something. And, like, if you're putting a gun to my head and be like, what would you give it on a scale of 1 to 100? I'd probably be, like, 75 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I
0: fucking hated The Jungle Book, like, outright. But I don't know. Okay. I don't yeah, remember yeah. how you felt about it. Besides no, I mean, thinking I, I the kid was bad,
1: I didn't like the kid either. Um, I thought the animation is pretty great. Um, which, however much you want, points you want to give a movie for that, fine. I thought Idris was pretty great and scary for, what, for whatever <laughs> that's worth. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought the Chris sir Walken thing was kind of dumb. And um, I, I like Bill Murray enough, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't hate it as much as you, but I still didn't think it was very good. And that one's like ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes too. Yeah, um, it's fucking so. crazy. So yeah, I'm 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 pretty much fine with giving it to like any of these. Besides, like, I wouldn't give it to Nice Guys or Rogue One. Um, I'd give it to La La Land. Okay, let's do that. La uh, La Land. You you you've won a podsker, so yeah, that, 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 you can not have that to go with your ten Oscars. Um, uh, best Kid Performance. Um, so we have uh, Julian Dennison, the kid from Hunt for the Water People. Um, I liked him. Um, Jaden Lieberher. I don't even know to name. from Midnight Special. I liked him. Angry Nice. Rice and the Nice Guys, uh, Marquis Christmas, the kid in Morris, Morris and Morris from America, Michael Barbieri is the kid I was talking about from Little Men earlier, and then you put Sing Street on here. I mean, I guess when I was doing this, I was like, obviously, Sing Street's my favorite out of all those movies. I guess I was thinking about kids maybe a little younger than those kids, because like Lucy Boynton's like twenty-two. I mean, yeah, but the I, I don't. I mean, the kid in
0: Midnight Special can't be that much younger than those kids in Sing Street, right? Uh,
1: I mean, I think he's like eleven. Um, let me see um but yeah i mean like i'm fine i mean like if you if there's one of those kids that jumped out to you i mean uh, jack rayner was the best performance in the sing street for me like those other kids were really good too but i was just like i didn't know if any of them like necessarily wowed me to the point I mean, the like, main
0: kid was really good and he yeah. had to be
1: yeah he's he was like four, he was like 14 or 15 when they filmed it yeah. um so yeah like i mean if, if if you wanted to go with him or something i, I wouldn't complain i just i guess that like my head was just in a space for younger things um so yeah, the kid the kid from Midnight Special uh, was born in 2003, so I guess he would have been like 13 or 12 when that thing was filmed. Because um, my thing with that was like I thought he was really good, and that movie falls apart if yeah. the it is, at the kid's bad, because it's all about the kid mostly. Like Michael Shannon is obviously a big part, and Joe Edgerton are big parts of it too. But um, and he had a couple corny lines in it. Like for the most part, like while well, we didn't like the end of that movie, like I thought it is well written for the most part. But he had a couple lines in that that were kind of corny, and he delivered them really well. Uh, which I already made that point on the pod that we did about it, but I liked him for that. Um, but I mean, uh, I'd be fine if we gave it to angry rice too, cause I know you really liked her and she's Australian and, yeah. and she does a perfectly fine American accent, which is pretty damn impressive for like, like a, a 10 year old or whatever like a, she a, is. Yeah. She's like 13 or 12 when that thing was filmed too. So, um, yeah, uh, kid from Little Men's really good, too, but like, so I hope you watch that and give me your thoughts on him, but, like, I don't want to give it to someone you haven't seen because, uh, like, I who I don't feel that much more strongly about than any of these others. So, I mean, would you want to do the kid that played Cosmo in Shink Street or Angry Rice or... Angry
0: Rice is good. We can give okay, it to her. Okay.
1: Let's give it to her. Um, shout out to her. Hopefully she has a little bit to do in the Spider-Man movie because that movie has a shit ton of people, but I'm excited to see uh, what she does in that world. Um... Yeah, we had a couple other categories that we didn't really totally fill out because we had a lot of, like, that were, like, jumped out with a lot of things last year, like robot or performance by a kid dependent in their parents. But th- we just couldn't really think of a theme that really ran throughout a lot of the movies this year. Um, what, about,
0: uh, what about, like, some bad movies or some movies that you just want to
1: shit on some stuff last time before yeah yeah before before we we put them away uh let me let me pull out my list here um Uh, non-dc universe movies. oh shoot that takes out like three of them (laughs) (laughs) um i i I would bring
0: up neon demon for sure okay
1: that's that's you um you're not you, you liked it that much I like the first half. I've said it. I didn't like the second half. I like the first half. So if you want to shout that out as being bad, go for it. Um, I'm not gonna gonna argue that. I'm not gonna argue with you. Um, And then I also have uh, the other. Where's my document? Sorry. uh but the end i have oh yeah ghostbusters was bad uh like i mean i i don't i, I mean if if i don't you, if someone like said they didn't see it just because it has like women in general i know you don't like miss McCarthy but some people are honestly just like it has women i'm not going which is a bad reason but they didn't they didn't they, they didn't yeah, they, 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 they didn't miss a good movie uh so like yeah if, you should not go see a movie just because of the gender of the main characters uh, um but, but like it wasn't like they missed out on anything good because i literally only laughed at like two chris hemsworth things and nothing else um i would say x x-men apocalypse that was bad uh trying to think of like another one that wasn't uh um i thought Moana was bad like people like that was another one i should have had on the us and critics list like i could that could have been that instead of jungle book for me like i there's probably like the yeah sure like the rock is good whatever but like I, the, I, the, I I actually could probably list more things that I found redeeming about Jungle Book than I could about Moana, which is just like such a traditional boring movie for me. I mean, like, the, like at least like I, I at least I thought it was cool. Like what I could appreciate and thought it was cool what they pulled off with the animation. Whereas like I thought that was kind of in Jungle Book, which was kind of standard in Moana. Like I just I got so bored in Moana, and. Like I, I thought some of those voice performances were even cooler in the Jungle Book. Like there's just like nothing in Moana that I'd be like, that's definitely better than uh, Jungle Book, you know? Um, yeah. Like I had that pretty low. It did not do anything for me. Like at least I wish the music could have always been catchy. Like I had some high hopes for that because Windmill when Man Miranda. Like I like a lot of the Hamilton songs, so it's like, well, why couldn't any of those have like stuck with me like those did? Um, so I have that up there. Um, let's see anything else that really need to shit on a little more? Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've uh, there's nothing nothing else I'm like that excited to really like get that down on at this point. Yeah. Um, I would uh,
0: say I in the sky underrated movie that came out. Uh, yeah, last that, Yeah. That's another one that you
1: you can already see on Amazon Prime. Go see it if you didn't. Um, I actually think it actually did do okay at the box office though. Um, I want to say that I think uh, like while I still wouldn't like, see, well, obviously it still wasn't in my top ten. I do think I've, like, come around a little bit more on Arrival since we did our podcast on it. Um, Like, I just... I feel like I... uh, I let you talk me into a little bit more of a negative view of it. And then as I got further away from it, I was like... I mean, like, some of this stuff, like, criticisms are still valid. But, like, I still feel like I kind of appreciate it a little more than I originally did. Um, Like, I agreed with you, like, on the cinematography, like, maybe not being Oscar good. But not because, like, I thought it was, like actively bad throughout like there was that one scene that might have gotten nominated with those clouds when they fly in and it's like it looked fake but it was real and other than that I don't think they tried for a lot with that which is one thing we dwelt on some and like they could have refocused some of the story but like I still think I'd actually be willing to go watch that again and I, I still appreciate it and it's whatever um like I, I, just, I feel bad about it like I feel like I was kind of hard on it um oh, I think to, I'm
0: still hard on it just for the record
1: but you still like it uh <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You still like it, uh, so like, I, I, even if I couldn't tell you what you liked about it, <laughs> um, um, uh, denial was another one that I like. I don't know if you didn't get, you didn't see that one. Um, it was a little up my alley though directly because it was about like media law and like shitting on Nazis essentially. Um, but like a guy a Holocaust denier gets put in his place. Um, I thought it was really solid. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I get why. Like. It, it, It's another one that's like, I almost wish it had just gotten some Oscars. It's like, why might it seem like a little bit of Oscar-baity? Like, I still think it's better than a lot of Oscar-bait movies that get released and had very good performances. Uh, Rachel Weisz, convincingly paying, is like a, she's British, but she convincingly played like a New York Jewish woman. Um, So good for her on that. Um, Is there anything else I had that was high that hasn't gotten a shout-out on the pod? Um, Did you like Don't Breathe? Yeah. We touched on because that was one we never did a pot on. So I was kind of curious. We, we might have briefly mentioned it when we talked about Split. Um, so I didn't I, I didn't know if you liked that because that's one we. I had it like ranked 17th on my list. Like I thought it was a really good flick. Like very similar to Green Room kind of in ways as far as just like another one that's like kind of got branded as horror but we didn't think it was traditional horror. And like I, I'd never seen any of those kids before. I'd never seen any of those actors before actually. Yeah. You know, I think like I mean we talked about it a little earlier. Like when was the last time you saw a movie? Like earlier this year, I think we talked about like when was the last time you saw a movie that uh just didn't have any actors you'd heard of and like i thought all the acting was good in that and it was pretty suspenseful and pretty good um yeah not not a ton else i want to shout out like i said go find imperium people like that's pretty cool if you if you like daniel radcliffe you like that uh, i still want you to go watch american honey like you said you had it downloaded it's just so long and i don't blame you for taking a while to get to it um oh and let me look at because there's a few movies i have up here that were like ones i saw this calendar year that were technically from last year in addition to the founder like uh, um, we by night sucked. Uh, I wish it had been good. Cause I liked all Ben Affleck's other movies. Uh, I, I was almost going to do a podcast with that on someone else, but it was like, so forgettable that it just wasn't worth it. Um, uh, silence. Uh, i i think it actually is pretty good i didn't even try and rank it because i just forgot to put it because with the other stuff i saw last year i probably probably wouldn't have been in my top 10 but like it's like so long that it has a lot of good stuff in it but it also has some stuff that's just a little slow and when you're a jewish jew like something that's that heavily about christianity is gonna maybe not totally click but like still enough of it like made me think and was powerful and i wish andrew garfield was nominated for that instead of hacksaw ridge because um, he's very good. Um, uh but yeah that's one that's worth checking out if you can find the time um but yeah I think that's about it um uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about um I don't know I I would said I'd maybe think of like a couple like memorable lines from movies but uh I mean I don't know like I guess I could I could probably think of a couple from like like there's like the I can't beat it line in Manchester and uh Moonlight I think they that exchange um like there are a couple of exchanges, like in the third act, I think, where you're not sure what Chiron is going to say to um, Kevin, but when he says like uh, "You're the only person that's ever touched me," um, like that's pretty strong because you have no idea what he's going to say in that moment, and it's so you're very suspenseful. You're not sure, like, because there's so much history with those people, and then that that's what he goes with. It's like kind of shows you what's been on his mind, and I think that's why that's so memorable for me. Um, there's a line I dwelled on a little bit in the Jackie pod with Hannah where um where someone te- uh where uh the character played by Greta Gerwig tells Jackie Kennedy like you have the rest of your life ahead of you and then she says uh the- and then Jackie says that's a terrible thing to say like in the context of the movie it's like a very telling interesting line um yeah i'm trying to know like i mean that's something we should think about for next year and kind of go yeah. out on that 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 could be. I'm just. I was just trying to think if there's anything that jumped out. But I feel like if we think of just kind of keep that in the back of our mind, like we do with Best Scene, that could be a fun one to do for next year.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I, I think that's something we can uh, we can keep on 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 our minds for next year when we're watching movies. Um, the only other one is Hidden Figures. We didn't really talk about, but that counts for this for this year. Uh, it might win some Oscars, but um, I don't know if it would have been
1: my top ten because it's a little bit of a traditional story for me to really get that much out of true story. It's like, but like, it's still a very enjoyable time at the movies for sure. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find
0: me on Twitter at aklambake a k l a m b a k e, and I'm Josh Chernovoy J O S H J U R N O V O Y. Podcast Twitter is fifty two and fifty two pod. Podcast emails fifty two and fifty two pod at Gmo dot com. Uh, hope you guys watch the Oscars. Give us a listen, give us some thoughts, and we'll see you guys next time.